Welcome to the Contagious Victories podcast. Each week, we talk inspiration, explore possibilities, and share insights from creative perspectives. I'm Tori Blackman, and I'm here to remind you that your purpose in life is to celebrate the victories, because victories are contagious. Guess what? I'm thrilled to announce this episode is not only available in audio format, but there's also a video version. No more guessing what's happening or missing out on any of the fun. Head over to ContagiousVictories.com for an even more entertaining experience. Welcome back to another episode of the Contagious Victories podcast. I'm Victoria B. Glass, and if you're a creative and curious person like myself, then you are going to enjoy today's episode. I'm bringing a guest to the show. I can't wait to introduce you to Samantha Tolleson, who is a Dallas-Fort Worth-based birth photographer and videographer. She's also a believer, and it truly shows in her work. Her philosophy in everything, especially birth and motherhood, is that informed is best. Her hope is that all parents will be truly informed and make the best decisions for them and their children with the information she helps to provide. Together, we're going to talk about how it's a dream come true for her to combine her love for photography with her passion for birth. And I know that you will be able to tell right away why I asked her to join us on the Contagious Victories podcast. She took a shot at building a business, doing what she loves, and I am so inspired by her journey, which is why I don't want to keep you waiting because you deserve to hear this woman's victory story. So let's jump into my interview with Samantha Tolleson. I am so excited to have a friend from the Heart Conference, come on the show. I've got Samantha Tolleson from Samantha Tolleson Birth here with me as a guest today. Welcome to the show, Samantha. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Um, And yes, we did meet at the Heart Conference um, and that was so much fun. It was so sweet. Um, You and Dylan were both um, just super precious. And so I'm really glad we've stayed in touch and are still connected Um, And I'm just super excited to be here, and I am so grateful for the opportunity to share um, my love for what I do and my story. Yes. Well, thanks for coming on. Now, I know you capture birth stories by way of birth photography and videography. You've been doing it for a couple years now. Tell me a little bit about your story and what you enjoy about the work that you do. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yes, I am a birth photographer and videographer. I've been photographing or documenting births um, for four years now. It's four years this month. And um, yeah, it's been super, it's been super fun. I started out with just photo um, and have grown and developed uh, my skills since then. And now I offer video as well. Um, I am also um, doula certified. And so I bring um, that education um, and experience into what I do as well. as far as what I enjoy about my work, gosh, <laughs> that's such a big question. Um, one, like I just, I am so passionate about birth. And so creating like the powerful images and um, films that just tell these like epic, beautiful stories, it's just so fun. Like to be able to use that creativity and, um, do something so special with it. And, and if I'm being honest, um, 
something so different. I yes, love that it what is. I do is so different and I love like just going at it with people who think that what I do is crazy because I will just like dump my love and passion all over you until you <laughs> agree with me. And so I I love the shock that what I do brings. Um, I'm not going to lie. That part's pretty fun too. Um, I bet it is. And the memories I'm sure that you give to the women that and men who um, who are in it, in that room in a different mindset, it sounds like those memories would be so just rewarding to to be able to gift to people, you know, when you yeah. go back and, and look at those moments. For the women and the men, I can only imagine it being just like overwhelming and emotional, but you're there to capture both the beauty of it, the excitement of a wel- welcoming a new life into the world, and just even some of the more painful moments of that, which we all know. Tell me what you overcame to get to where you are right now. Um, I mean, the ups and downs of life, for starters. Um, you know, different seasons of, um, you know, poverty and trauma and mistakes and lessons learned, um, and all, you know, all of those things have led me to where I am now. Um, things I've overcome specifically, um, would just be, you know, one, I thought I, like, as a child, I thought I was going to be a doctor, um, Mm. and I wanted to, I wanted to be an OB, and I wanted to specialize in pregnancies of multiples, and I was going to be this big, fancy, um, you know, world-changing doctor, yeah. Um. The, you know. And uh, then I the discovered I was afraid heart. of noodles. Noodles. Needles. <laughs> oh, I, love I it. cannot so talk. You were so um, cute. I'm, I'm afraid of noodles too. Definitely you know, afraid noodles. of needles. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that that ended uh, my hopes and dreams of being an OB really quick. And then, um, and then I mean, in even midwifery, like I have zero plans to go to midwifery school um, or to be a midwife because. I just don't want to have to go through the schooling, honestly. Um, It sounds like you love babies. So how is that? for sure. Yeah, yeah. So how have you used that creativity and love and said, I know I'm afraid of needles, but I'm still going to be involved in this in some way, shape, or form. How has that – did it sneak up on you or is it something you pursued? The best way I can explain it is when you are walking in your calling and you love something so much – those little things don't matter when I'm when I'm in a birth and I'm you know and a mom has to get an IV or um, is choosing an epidural or any of those sort of things like when I'm in a birth space like those blinders are on for the most part Um, Mm -hmm. I will say the only birth I've ever been kind of queasy at um, was my sister's birth and so I think that was more emotionally driven than anything else um, or more than more emotionally driven than fear driven um just because I know her so much more intimately than I know my clients. And so her birth definitely made me a little bit more. Yeah. I can imagine that too. Yeah. My clients, like my clients, I can just shut off all of my own fears and, and things like that. And I just, I don't get that attached to what's happening, I guess, in the moment. Another thing I have to overcome on the daily, um, is that I also have a ton of anxiety when it comes to driving. I don't, I don't like cars at all. I don't like being in cars. I don't like driving them. I don't like being around them. Like I just. That's understandable, but you need to. I don't like it. Okay. But I have to suck that up and get over it because I have to, um, I have to drive all the time, all over the place. Like my, my clients don't, you know, aren't always like 
in my town or like just down oh. the road. Like I live in a giant metroplex. I live in the Dallas Fort Worth metroplex. And yeah, I take clients who are birthing, you know, anywhere up to like 70 ish miles from me. Um, I do try to limit it um, to really not any more than that. That's like the max just because I mean, it takes forever to get anywhere in a giant metroplex like this. So highways galore all the time. Um, at first it was a big struggle because I didn't know where any of these birth centers were. Um, and so I was going somewhere I've never been before and having to drive it all out. I have to drive it all hours of the day and night in any type of weather, um, under massive stress of like, okay, this client's in labor. I hope I get there. I hope I don't miss anything. What if I can't find a parking spot? What if I miss a turn? Like so much anxiety, so much. So I constantly overcome, again, the fear of needles and the driving and um, the like I'm a super type A organized, structured, plan ahead kind of person. And so being a birth worker forces me outside of that comfort zone and forces me to live in this just constant unknown. Huh. I mean, That's so beautiful. Every you put it sing- so well. Yeah. Every single moment of every single day is just completely unknown. Like, I mean, I could have to drop everything at a moment's notice all the time. I love the way you put that because I never would have thought that being a uh, birth photographer would have that level of unknown because it seems almost the opposite. It seems like you know that you've got this girl, she's got to do this thing and you just need to be there. But I do see where it would be a lot of – Hey, we don't, we can't set a time and date because we don't really know. Um, So you're kind of just available for those clients and you get to see the whole journey. And uh, I wanted to know a little bit about how you kind of handle, not only, I do want to know how you handle the tough parts of your business, but going back to the driving thing, how do you listen to some gospel music or music, or do you have a candle or, you know, something like you hear all these things about how to get over anxiety. What do you do in the car when you're on the way? Is there a routine that you maybe kind of helps you get out of that um, or, or that helps get get you on the right mindset to get to that hospital and stuff? What do you do? Elaborate yeah. on that a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So um, I want to backtrack just a little bit um, for anybody who's listening to this and is maybe just completely unfamiliar with what I do and has maybe never even heard of it before. Um, So with being a birth worker, either doula, photographer, midwife, whatever, um, which if you don't know what those mean, let's just Google it because I don't have time time for all that right now. Um, (laughs) But any type of birth worker, it lives a life on call. And so we, Hmm. for every single client we book, which can range from one client a month to five to 10, like however many clients you feel comfortable taking per month, you go on call at 37 weeks pregnant for that client. Okay. And in the state of Texas, they can legally go up to 42 weeks pregnant without being an active, before being, being an active labor. So that's a five week period, 37 weeks, all the way up to potentially 42 weeks. It's a five week on call window for every single client. That so, makes the whole eight hours wedding photography, like, look, eight right. hours, that's nothing. I'm five weeks. Like, yes. So, yeah. so like, so currently interesting. I'm, I'm on call for a client who's due February 2nd, um, but I've been on call for her since three weeks before that. So for the last three weeks, I've been on call um, and she has not had her baby, haven't heard from her. She's doing fine. 
we're all good. Um, but I will be on call for her until she has that baby, potentially all the way up until, you know, nearly Valentine's Day. And so everywhere I go, everything I do, I'm constantly ready. I have a duffel bag with clothes, shoes, snacks, money, anything I could need at a birth. And I have my photography gear packed all the time, batteries charged, memory cards, all the things. Um, and I take them everywhere. And anytime my husband and I are going anywhere further away from home, we take two cars. Um, Um, we're all like my whole my whole family their lives also revolve around the work that I do it affects everyone I know um in one way or another so yeah (laughs) it's a big deal being on call is a big deal Um, it is yes so Um, yeah so you were talking about driving let me answer that question I almost forgot um one I pray all the time mm -hmm. I'm like, and I'm not going to lie and say that it's not still stressful. Like I, by the time I get to the birth, I usually have a tension headache from like clenching my jaw. Um, so I like catch myself like in the car. I'm like, okay, relax, take a deep breath. Like, and I like have to like actively relax my face, um, and practice some of those skills that even my mamas are going to be practicing when I get there. Um, because again, yeah, I'm, it's so, it's so nerve wracking, not only the driving, but also the like you're not there yet. And so like, all I'm thinking is like, okay, like what's happening while I'm not there? What am I missing? Is everything okay? Like, you know, and so I'm relaxing, um, listening to worship music for sure. And then just praying and give it all, giving it all over to God. I'm like, Lord, I just like, make sure I get there on time. I make sure I get there in one piece. Like, please make sure that like my car doesn't have any mouth, like malfunctions or like no flat tires. Like just let me get there, Lord, like first and foremost. And then while you're at it, if you could make sure the baby doesn't come before I get there, that would be super cool. Um, but just make sure I get there first. And then, you know, sometimes I'll even jokingly tell him in my prayers, I'm like, I'll take a flat tire on the way home. It's fine. Just please, please, please let me get there before it happens. Like, whatever you do, I will deal with all like any of the things that have to happen. Just don't let them happen right now. Um, so I don't know. Well, that's good. That's good. (laughs) It works for me. Contagious Victories is on Instagram. Is that where you hang out? Next time you're over there, search for the show. Send a DM sharing your favorite episode and I will make sure to follow you back. Well, that sounds like really good advice for getting from birth to birth and and when those pressure comes. There's got to be a lot of moments in between those moments. So what do you do to incorporate fun back into your work week when you're not actually at the birth itself? Yeah, um... So I would love to also answer this question kind of in two parts. One okay. being, as you asked, how I incorporate fun into my work week, but also how I incorporate fun into my work. Okay. And so um, in my work week, again, first and foremost being, this takes me back to my why I became an entrepreneur at all. Okay. Um, because even if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, I would want to be an entrepreneur in some form or fashion um, because I desperately need the freedom to create my own schedule and to do ultimately what I want when I want minus you know being called to a birth which again that's there's nowhere else I'd rather be so I'm exactly super on board for those um so I make my own schedule I do 
whenever I want. Um, so my husband goes to work and then I have all day to just do whatever. So I, um, but that's harder than it sounds. I mean, for someone who doesn't have a business, yeah. that's like, wow, whatever. But as someone who now, I mean, cause I am a business owner, that takes a lot of focus to do whatever mm-hmm. you want. So how continue? Sorry. I yeah. just wanted to say that it yeah. sounds awesome. And I mean, it's a very special, like you said, it is hard. Yeah. I, there are definitely special some focus. days where I fall short and I don't get off the couch and I binge an entire season of Law and Order. Um, <laughs> it happens. I love it. Yeah, totally I'm been not, there. I, I'm not perfect. But again, that luxury comes from the freedom of being able to run my own business um, and that, in that I have the freedom to do that. So, And the self-awareness to acknowledge that's what you need, want. And I love that about you. So, yeah. okay, yeah. So yeah. go on. Um, so one of my biggest things is exercise. Okay. I, um, I work out with Camp Gladiator three to four days a week. Um, mid mornings. And so um, I'm able to work out with the moms of CG, um, all the stay at home moms who, um, you know, again, are kind of living the same freedom to do whatever they want during the day kind of schedule. Um, So I work out with all the moms, they bring their shoulders and their kiddos and they run around and play and it's great. And I don't have to work out at four o'clock in the morning before my corporate job. Um, Mm -hmm. I get to work out in the middle of the day. And I love that. Yeah. So I work out a few times a week. And I have the freedom to network and lunch and foster my community and meet with other people, other birth workers, um, other entrepreneurs, other women. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm able to um, do things like this, like this podcast. Uh, My own podcast is fun um, for me. Uh, It stretches me and challenges me and grows me and pushes me outside of my comfort zone. But also it's super fun and I love it. so there's that is that. really rad. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of how I like add more fun into my um into my work week, you know, is again like being able to do things like work out, attend midday weekly Bible studies, attend lunches and events and um parties and meetings and co-working things, just all that sort of opportunity. I have so much freedom to change my schedule and my plans all the time. Um, and so that's what I do to make my week more fun. Okay. Um, and then there are a few things I love to do that make my work fun. So again, like on top of just like attending births is my idea of fun. Um, I love to, I bring along a, a Polaroid camera with me to each of my oh. births. And so I take some Polaroid photos at every birth, which is really fun. Um, but then my favorite part, as silly as this is going to sound, my favorite part of my work is this precious little baby counter shadow box thing that I have on my shelf in my office and every single time I come home from a birth the first thing I do is add a bead to my box so um there's you can see it visually adding up and is that right there behind you oh that's so sweet I see it yeah it's right here um and I made it myself it's beautiful made it with my husband's help um he put the hole in the top and like it was just go- it was a total vision and he helped it he helped me bring it to life um and it's got my logo on it it's just it's literally like one of my most prized possessions that I'm is way more attached to it than I probably should be 
I was not um, healthy. <laughs> no, no, no. I was speaking to my husband about just little things like that, exactly like that, that the world would see it and say, what, you know, what is this? I don't understand the joy, like how, but there's little things for me, my, and I was referring to my little ukulele. I'm like, this is just a block of wood to some people, but Mm -hmm. the memories and the, the joy that that little block of wood or instrument, you know, ukulele has brought me no one understands it. Like if I was on, you know, if I could save one thing, of course, people and pets and stuff, but one thing, that's the thing that, that means so much to me. And I don't care if no one understands it. So I love that you have that visual thing that it's not a thing. It's a visual representation of those people, those families, those births, those moments. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow. And then yep. to look forward to that. And the first thing you do putting it in, and I can imagine that you get like an endorphin hit, kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. oh yes, that's my why right there here in that little yeah. bead go in there. It's so special. And every, okay. every baby is in here. The one, oh, like, I see it. They're yeah. all, they're all in here. Um, so like, yeah, it'll take me a long time to fill it up, but um, that's that. okay. Yeah, but it's so special to me. I love it. Um, people ask me about it almost every time I share it. Um, it's part of my brand. It's part of- It is, yeah. I remember seeing it now that, um, sorry yeah, to interrupt again, no. but just between us, when I followed you for the first time, I think I do remember now that I've visually seen it. Um, mm-hmm. So it is a part of your brand. Go ahead. Yeah. So it's like I said, it's a part of my brand. It's a part of what my clients and followers- um, kind of expect from me. And so um, they know that when they see that bead drop that I was at a birth, um, or if they see me posting behind the scenes photos from a birth, they know the bead post is coming. Um, and they, they're all shared exactly the same way. Um, I play the same song every single time I drop a bead. Um, and it's counting every blessing. Um, and so, yeah, I like... I shift the lyrics a little bit. Um, if it's if I'm if I'm dropping a white bead, um, then I share slightly different a slightly different like section from the song that I feel represents that moment a little bit yeah. better. Um, but yeah, I it's it's one of my favorite things. It's so simple and so silly, but it is one of my very favorite parts. Of I love that my work. It's super fun. It brings me oh. so much joy. Well, so I love both of those things that you just shared, the visualization that you give yourself, that you give your followers, which you'll have to go and if you're listening right now, you'll have to go and follow Samantha. We'll share her stuff at the end and listen to her podcast, of course. And um, and I also love that you make sure to have that time during the week, not only to just move your body, but to connect with other moms, other potential you know, clients, other people that you want to hear their stories and stuff so that you can better your work. Like I I can only imagine that being able to network with and work out with your, um, with your ideal client base is giving your business so much more, um, value because you're able to hear directly from them and hang out with them and love on them and be friends with them and, uh, Mm -hmm. network and stuff. So, and not to mention the, uh, do you get a lot of word of mouth from just hanging out with them and going and, you know, like, is that some, the reason I bring that up is because I did a little Google search before our podcast interview and you were at the top. I just did birth photographer, Texas, and you came right up. So, um, so going back to that, it's just for, as a business owner, there's so much value. I see it as an outsider looking in at all the ways that you're living your dream. You're doing what God has put on your heart. You're doing good business and you're networking and providing so much value for these mamas and families. So I can just see how much fun it is and seeing 
seeing you drop those beads in, I'm going to have to look out for that a little bit more now that I'm aware of it. Because I have seen it now that it just took a a minute um, to be refreshed on that. But how fun. That is a great, both of those are great things that you've set up for yourself. I do want to ask a little bit about, um, you know, what you've learned so far is that uh, something that maybe you've learned so far is that you have to carve out those little things for yourself and make it unique to you? Or is there other things that maybe you've learned so far as a creative business owner that goes goes with your business? I've learned a ton. Um, I mean, I imagine, but... <laughs> so much um, in so many areas. I will say yes to what you said before personally. Like I've definitely tried to learn or, you know, and was told right from the get-go that taking care of yourself is important and so rather than hopefully rather than experiencing burnout and having to go back and start from scratch in taking care of myself I'm hoping that I've done a good job of that already over the last few years I've already established those self-care routines and those those communities and those Mm. things that I need to um, keep doing what I do uh I hope that those are already well established and that hopefully I am able to avoid burnout um, in the future. And then um, as far as my creativity goes, as far as my actual work goes, I'm completely self-taught. I've never taken a photography course. I didn't, I don't have a photography degree. I've never taken a video course, never taken an editing course. Um, I've taught myself all of it. I bought my first camera at Costco in 2018 um, oh, with my awesome. hubby, and he um, he was my model, and we w- traveled all over the DFW, like taking pictures. And I downloaded Lightroom, and I've I learned what a preset was, and I found a couple that I liked. And um, anytime anytime I've wanted to add something or learn something or do something different, I just Google it. Yeah, because. I don't know. That's just what I do. And so, I mean, I've had a couple people come to me and they're like, oh, like, where did you learn to do video? Like, how did you, like, where'd you learn to do that? Or like, oh, this video is so great. Like, how long have you been studying video? Or like, where did you get your education in video? And I'm like, I Googled it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Like, I did, I Googled what B-roll was and I Googled, like, how to do all the effects in Premiere Pro. Like, anytime I want to do something a little different, like, if I'm like, oh, I want this, I want the text to do this, then I'll Google. And I'm like, how to make the text to do this in Premiere Pro? Um, you got to get just, specific and know follow, what you're looking yeah, for. You just follow the steps as I go. And I'm like, replay the video and go back and forth. And then as far as birth work goes, I learned very early the most epic lesson I feel like in birth work that all birth workers need to know is that you're, it's not your job to rescue your clients. Mm -hmm. Um, Their birth experience, their birth outcome is not up to you. Your job is to support them and educate them in what they want or what is best for them. It's not your job to ensure that they have the kind of birth that you think they should have or that you would want if you were them. Your job is to support them and guide them and educate them in what is truly best for them or what they want, whether it's what you agree with or not. 
I noticed on your website, you have a lot of resources and that's mm-hmm. what stood out to me because I didn't expect that when I, and I'm not a mom. I don't have a, um, I hope one day, God willing to be one, but, um, love women, love babies, love, have some beautiful nieces, but I've never gone through the journey of looking for a birth photographer. So when I was looking for, when I was researching this episode and looking at your website, I was truly appreciative of all the amazing resources that you list that have nothing to do with birth photography, but have everything to do with the mothers and the birth itself and taking care of them. Um, So I love that you think outside of just your business and that you are Mm -hmm. very conscious of what they could need. And like you said, you're not directing them down any certain path that you wish that they would go down, but you're, you are still flexible and able to accommodate whatever they wish for their birth. And then also when things kind of go awry or maybe like not as planned, I'm not saying that it always does, but birthing, like we mentioned earlier, can, there's not a time or place. So when you are, um, put in a position that it seems like you're very flexible and that you can move and, um, help in other ways than just like snapping it. You know, you've been around as far as birth goes, you know, kind of like how you can help without directing it too much. So that's amazing. And I cannot wait for other moms who are listening to go and check those resources out because I learned a lot and I, it just, it was a little note I put down that I appreciated that you've given to all the mamas and the future potential clients out there for your, uh, for your birth photography business. So I just wanted to kind of add that little tidbit in there. Yeah, for sure. I definitely consider myself a community-driven person, um, and that shows, like I said, in my work too. Um, I'm always, you know, sharing and connecting people with resources or other people. I'm like, hmm, if you're into this, here's this. And if you like this, here's this. And have you heard about this? And do you know this person? And let's plug this person and – you know, yeah, which is why, again, my podcast is mostly um, interview-based and uh, interview a lot of different providers and different experts in different things because we all are different. We all have something different to offer. Let's go a little bit into your podcast. Tell us about your podcast and where people can listen to it if they are wanting to hear your interviews and stuff after this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's called the Birth in Focus podcast. Okay. Um, And we view birth and business through different lenses. So um, I've interviewed student midwives, actual midwives, pelvic floor therapists, um, all all sorts of different bookkeepers, all sorts of different people um, that affect or that or that have touched the birth world in some in some way. I also have a series where I interview moms, women who have had their birth documented um, by me or anyone else, um, and they share their story and their experience with a birth photographer and what those photos mean to them now. And um, yeah, that's been really special. Um, That one's typically, for the most part, completely anonymous, um, so they don't... They don't typically share who their birth photographer was unless they just really want to um, because I try to keep that space open to for them to feel free to share positives and potential negatives um, okay. as a learning opportunity yeah. for other birth photographers, you know, to hear like this client express, you know, what they loved or didn't love about their experience and 
allow other photographers to grow from hearing that. So they know, oh, maybe my clients don't like that either, you know, or, oh, I should incorporate yeah. that because that's so cool. Like, you know, like they learn, they can learn from those interviews. Um, I- it's kind of like getting a peek into your client's mind. Yes, that is what we are all about here. I'm hoping that the people who do listen to the Contagious Victories podcast and the people I've talked to say that that's the most beautiful part and the most appreciated part about the whole journey is that, you know, with business, with life, a lot of times those contagious victories or those victory stories do have learning moments. And some of those moments, they're not the most joyous, but then at the same time, I do think the joy is always a part of the story. What is something you hope to learn by the end of 2024? Yeah, um, I am really hoping in 2024 to up-level the creativity in my videos. Um, okay. Again, like, like I've said before, like I am self-taught. And so I, um, I know there's so much more out there. There's so many other like camera settings and equipment and gear and editing capabilities you know, um, in softwares and stuff. I know there's so much more that I'm just not even tapping into yet. And so I'm really hoping that in 2024, um, I will up-level the creativity in my videos, in my first okay. films. Do you yeah. say mean for the videos that you deliver to your mm-hmm. families and stuff? Or just like, because mm-hmm. I know you co- create content and stuff too, or both? Um, I mean both, but, okay. but mostly like, I mean, those videos that I'm sending to my clients I'm also sharing on social media with permission and stuff so um yeah that's awesome well I have enjoyed learning so much from you today and where can our listeners go to hear more about those stories to see more of you and to take in all that you offer this world yeah um so I try to keep it super simple um (laughs) you can check me out online um at SamanthaTollison.com. You can follow me on Instagram or Facebook or really anywhere else. It's Samantha Tollison Birth. And um, again, the podcast is the Birth in Focus podcast. The Birth um, and, in Focus. Okay. Mm-hmm, like camera focus. Yeah, um, I like that. It's cute. And uh, and you can find it really anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. Um, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio. Oh. All the things. All the things. I'll link it too in the show notes and I'll also link her social media and website so that they are just a click away. If you are listening uh, right now, you can just go check her out. Just scroll to the the show notes and I'll have it all linked there for you. Well, Samantha, is there anything else you want to recommend or share with the audience here about business or about birth? Um, just, I mean, to just trust in the in the process. Um, and just to remember that where God's taking you is beyond your like furthest imagination. Um, and to, um, yeah, pursue your dreams and find supportive people who believe in you and who believe in what you're doing and, um, who support you because I wouldn't be able to do what I do without my community and without my family. Um, their support, especially my family, makes what I do possible. They, um, they're all always there for me and they know that I'm always on call and they know how hard my job is. And so they're never upset or frustrated or um, anything when things don't go as planned because they often don't. That's really good. And I imagine that 
the listeners are hearing that and saying, you know, I know that I am giving myself excuses sometimes of like, someone would be upset with me or, you know, I shouldn't do this. It's not like that, y'all. It is so not like that. Your family loves to see you happy and thriving and helping and adding to this world. So Mm -hmm. that is so good advice, Samantha. And so just wonderful. I just am so happy to have you on. And thank you for coming on. And if if you um, haven't checked her out, then please, listeners, go check out SamanthaTollison.com. That can open up worlds of, um, of birthing information and creativity and inspiration because I know I've been inspired. I'm going to have to get me one of those workout motivation groups. Like I'm going to have to find some little workshops or something to go and work out during the week because that's knocking off two two things with one little one little action. So good advice. I'm taking that away from this podcast for myself along with so much more. So thank you listeners. Thank you, Samantha. And until next time, I hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful week. Stay inspired and continue chasing your contagious victory story. Until next time. Bye. Thank you. so much for taking the time today to download this podcast episode. If you found the show to be encouraging, then please let me know over in the Contagious Victories community. To find the group, just search Contagious Victories on Facebook or on Instagram. Trust me, if you resonate with the vibe that Samantha brought today, then you belong over in that community. Speaking of Samantha, didn't you just absolutely adore our conversation? I know I did. If you're interested in further exploring the resources Samantha mentioned in the episode, then be sure to visit the show notes. You can find links to her Instagram, her website, her podcast, everything we talked about right there. You can also find the full transcript of this episode by going to contagiousvictories.com. Now, I just want to let you know, I will be bringing you more episodes very soon. Plus, there are more guest episodes lined up, something I have been working on for a long time. You are going to really appreciate the victory stories coming your way, so don't miss out. Make sure to subscribe so you get the notification when they're released. All right, so much love and many prayers go in your way until you hear from me again. I'll talk to you very soon. Until next time. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Contagious Victories Podcast. If the show inspired you to share your own victory story, I'm here to tell you the world deserves to hear it. Submit it to me online at toriblackman.com. Review and subscribe if that feels right. Telling a friend about the show helps Contagious Victories to grow. Plus, we all appreciate a little sunshine. I'm Tori B. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you soon.